0: Hello, and welcome to AOL Church, a place to connect. This is where we gather together common people and equip them to live connected lives. AOL Church exists to connect with God, connect with people, and ultimately, connect people with God. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. Now, let's listen in on this week's sermon. God bless and welcome to the Apostolics of Lynchburg's online service today. Today's a special day. We are celebrating Mother's Day. To every mother who hears this message, I want to say on this day of the year, when all of us honor your position and your commitment of love to your family, let me say to you that we are so proud of you. As a church, we thank you for your dedication and we thank you for your hard work. As husbands and fathers, we praise you and love you for your great love and for your patience and endurance. As pastor, thank you for being such a godly woman and such a great example of a Christian. You are a special person Not just today, but every day. May the Lord Jesus Christ smile upon you and bless you all the days of your life. May all your children call you blessed. And may your homes experience that perfect peace that only God can give. And with that, I say Happy Mother's Day to you all. I wanna start this message this morning with this story. A few years ago, a boy named Michael was swimming in a small pond near his family's home in South Florida. His mother was standing in an upstairs window watching him when to her horror she saw a large alligator bearing down on her son. She raced downstairs and across the field to the pond. The alligator had already clamped down on the boy's legs and was pulling him under. She wade into the water and grabbed Michael's arms and screamed a promise and then a prayer, I will not let you go. A tug of war took place between a desperate mother and a 400-pound alligator, and the mother won. The alligator let go and returned to the depths of the pond, as Michael's mother dragged her wounded and bleeding son to the to the to the bank. Three months later, Michael went with a friend to the scene of the accident. By this time, his wounds had become scars and his gashes on his legs and gashes on his feet had mended. He showed his friend the scars, but then said, I have some more scars. And he pulled his shirt sleeves up and showed him the marks that were on his arms. When asked if the alligator had done that to him, he said no, These were left by my mother's fingernails. She refused to let go. I want to preach this morning from this thought a determined mother, the birthing power of praise. If you will turn with me, go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 29, verse 25, and we'll read through verse 35. This will be our reading of the word of the Lord today and the Lord is going to speak and we are going to celebrate and honor our mothers, but we're also going to hear the voice of the Lord speak to us directly through the word of the Lord today. Genesis chapter 29, starting with verse 25 and we'll read through verse 35. Verse 25 starts and says, and it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter, Bilhah, his handmaid, to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel. And he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son and she called his name Reuben. For she said, surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, because the Lord hath heard I was hated. He hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, she made a statement here that I feel somewhere in your life, somewhere in my life, we are gonna to have to make up our mind, draw a line in the sand and declare, now will I praise the Lord. Not tomorrow, not next week, not when this crisis is over, not when COVID-19 is done, but I'm sick of this situation and I'm sick of this pressure and I'm sick of how I am and I'm sick of my condition. Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah, and we all know that Judah means praise, and the word of the Lord said, and she left bearing. Again, I wanna preach on this Mother's Day 2020, a determined mother, the birthing power of praise. Before we go any further, first of all, let's give God praise for he is so good to us and he's blessed us and he's kept us. God deserves that praise. God deserves you to lift your voice. God deserves for you to clap your hands. God deserves for you to give him honor and glory. So just that alone, can we just stop and give God praise on that right there. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. Lord God, we praise you. We give you glory. We honor you, Lord Jesus. You're so good to us. You've blessed us, Lord God. And Lord, you kept us, Lord, your hand of protection. And we thank you and we give you glory and praise and honor. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, can you just shift it for a minute and thank him for the word that he's given us, the word that is a lamp unto our feet. Oh, the word that's a light into our path, the word of the Lord that not only corrects us, but gives us direction. Thank God for the word. Could you give God thanks for the word of the Lord today? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for being with us again. Praise God. Hallelujah. The scriptures, we just read they scream out they declare it's a revelation of life itself and the world that we live in and the pressures of life that we deal with it depicts it demands that life hallelujah that puts on us and and and, and everything that we've got to deal with and if life itself is not enough now we're dealing with this crisis that we're in we're dealing with this COVID-19 that we're in and 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 just it puts so much demand on us and so much pressure on us and 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 this is what the scripture is speaking of and and we find that through our reading of the word of the Lord her her name is Leah She's wearied, she's tired, she's exhausted. In fact, her name speaks of plainness. She was able to overcome the debilitating reputation of not being wanted. And, and, and we need to understand that today that even as a, a young child, she had to overcome that, uh, that situation, overcome that, 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 uh, that, uh, that place of not being wanted. And I want us to take a good look at her today because clearly here was a woman who was able to live through the degrading experience of not Being wanted Don't let the enemy lie to you Don't let the enemy try to trick you By saying you know what Nobody wants you You're not good enough Hallelujah! If she can make it through it You can make it through it She made it through it She was able to live through This degrading experience of not being wanted And although she was often tempted To retreat into a pity party And often to retreat Into isolating herself Yet she remained true to who she was and had an inner strength of expectation to wait on God. Earlier in our text, if you will go back and read in verse 17, it says, Leah was tender eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well favored. The word tender eyed in Hebrew means weak eyed, a turning eye or what we would call even being cross-eyed so Leah had a problem with her sight and the disfigurement of her eyes made her face unappealing and this is a highlighted by the contrast or the contrasting fact that Rachel was beautiful and well-favored, and so this suggests is, or the suggestion is Rachel was beautiful and shapely, but Leah was beautifully challenged, if you will. She was unattractive, not pleasant to look upon. We would say that she was ugly. You need to understand that Leah's self-image was rooted in her status, not her own qualities, but in her status because historically a woman in Leah's day was not highly esteemed. Her birth was lightly regarded. Being the oldest daughter meant she was the head of the household or the head household servant, if you will. And being a servant meant her father was expected to pay a dowry to someone, anyone who would take her off his hands. So she had little choice in most instances and could only hope for the best and grit her teeth while the deal for her husband was settled. And being beauty beauty challenged meant that Leah was often overlooked in favor of her younger, more attractive sister, Rachel. Now knowing not, we don't understand what Leah's, childhood background is. It does not explain to us what her childhood background is. We can just assume that she may have had the seeds of being inferior sown in her in many ways of being isolated and, and and being thought of as the lesser one. She might have been called Cock-eyed Leah, or the ugly daughter of Laban. And we can assume that she was the object of scorn and the butt of jokes, which have caused her to be withdrawn and hiding her face and figure behind a veil. And you can understand uh, this kind of treatment because, as a young girl, from the time when girls are very young, one of the first playful things they do is they play house. When young girls play house and act out their fantasies of getting married, they dream about having a happy home and they dream about having a lifelong marriage and they dream about enjoying an intimate relationship with some other than themselves who they can trust. They dream about happiness, they dream about raising children, they dream about taking responsibility, they dream about wholesome thoughts, they dream about the house which with the white picket fence. They dream about finding their Prince Charming and living happily ever after. No young girl in her fantasies dream about being hurt. No young girl in their fantasies dream about Pain and rejection. She does not pretend with her playmates a scene of physical abuse or mental abuse or emotional abuse. When she plans her wedding day, she hopes to fulfill all these dreams she had as a young child. And, and we need to understand today that deep within each man and deep within each woman is a common longing the desire to find comfort and compassion companionship and fulfillment we hunger for an unconditional love affair not based on lust but based on love we long for an unqualified acceptance not based on perfect performance nor on what has been done for me lately for the other party but we crave an unreserved affirmation not based on merit but based on mercy we all desire to find comfort we all desire to find companionship and we all desire to find fulfillment she waited and waited and waited for her time to come and perhaps oftentimes it seemed as if her time had come and gone and perhaps she watched as men eyed Rachel with stares. Perhaps she overheard conversations being discussed on Rachel's beauty and shapely figure, but no one stopped to stare at her or cast a wishful eye in her direction. And yet she waited on God. And in our scripture today, in our In our reading of our text, verse 23 says, And it came to pass in the evening that Laban, her father, took his daughter and brought her to him, Jacob, and he went in unto her. You've got to get to the place where you know that all things do indeed work together for good to them that love God. For God has a way of turning things around and I want you to get that today for God has a way of turning things around. He has a way of reversing the tide and overturning the tables. He has a way of turning a curse into a blessing, hallelujah, and a blotch into beauty. He has a way of, of, a, of taking a stumbling block and turning it into a stepping stone, a blemish into a blessing, a weakness into a strength. Even those things that seem to be against, God can make them work in our favor and somebody should praise God on that right there. God. God has a way of granting you your heart's desire, even when it looks like no one wants you, even when it looks like you've been rejected and cast to the side. She is a desperate woman in major trouble looking for a miracle. I want you to understand that, and I'm going to say it again. She is a desperate woman in major trouble looking for a miracle, but God knows how to take a mess and turn it into a miracle. We have a God that specializes in fixing messes. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know who's listening to this online service. But I'm telling you, there is a God that can take your mess and fix it. There is a God that can turn your mess into a miracle. He specializes in fixing messes. When you're in trouble, He God will reach into your mess and pull you out. He will not leave you there. He will not leave you there to die he will pull you out of that mess and this is for all our young ladies and this is for all of our single ladies here in in this church and whoever's watching all of our young girls and all of our young single ladies this is for you right now it is not your job to find a man It is not your job to find a man. The man is to find you. Ladies, you don't have to go looking. God has made you to be the one that's supposed to be looked after and sought after. And perhaps that's why some women find themselves in destructive relationships because they've went looking and found perhaps you did find a man but not the right man the right man is not found in clubs the right man is not found hallelujah hanging uh, out in the streets the right man is not found standing idle in the mall the right man is not found online in single chat rooms you need to stop searching and wait God, God will cause the right man to find you. I want you to hear that today. God will cause the right man to find you in order for him to find you though. You must be in the right place. You must be in the right place. She said, I'm gonna wait on God. You've gotta get into the right place. I'm gonna wait on God, and if I'm in the right place, then God, hallelujah, is gonna cause the right man to find me. You've gotta get to the place where you can mix pain with your hope. I know that oftentimes it's hard to praise God when no one wants you, but the powerful thing about hope in the midst of pain is as long as you have expectation, You will trouble your circumstances because nothing shapes up the way things are like. Expectation. Hallelujah. Expectation of the thing is going to get better. Expectation that God's going to make a way. Expectation that God's going to pull me out. Expectation that God's going to open the door. Mingle pain with joy. Mix weeping with rejoicing. Mix the evening with the morning because your expectation of the morning will trouble your circumstances in the night. Can I just, hallelujah, can somebody say, Praise the Lord. And that's where you've got to go you've got to get to the point where in the middle of your experience you can rejoice because of your expectation I want to say that again you've got to get to the point where in the middle of your experience that you can rejoice because of your expectation, pastor you don't understand what I'm going through but I do understand if you got an expectation that God can make a way out of no way you should rejoice, hallelujah, in your experience, if you've got an expectation that God hallelujah, can do anything for anybody at any time. You should hallelujah rejoice in your experience. You've got to get to the place and got to get to the point where you know that what's going on in your life will not always be. You need to get to the place where you can say this too will pass. You've got to get to the place to say enemy you might be attacking me now but it's not going to last forever. You've got to get to the place to say how now, Leah, this in my life will not always be, but that God is going to make a move in my life. God is going to do something powerful in my life. We know that Jacob worked 14 years for Rachel and only seven years for Leah. She was less in demand. This message is for those who are listening today who have felt the pains of loneliness and rejection. This message today is for those that are listening today that have felt the heartache and despair. This message today are for those like Leah, you feel downtrodden, hurt, humiliated, and alone. You can almost feel the pain of the one that spends her evenings alone, grieving and crying herself to sleep, wondering what went wrong, asking herself, what can I do? And then our word, the word of the Lord says, and the Lord looked upon her and saw that Leah was hated. I want to take a moment to tell you why she was hated. Because in the darkness of night, there was a love affair and it lasted into the morning. That's what the word says. And all that night, Jacob did not complain, but when the morning came, when he could see with his eyes, he was offended, he was upset, and that is to suggest that it's in the darkness where sight gives way to what is sensed with the mind and the spirit, which is ultimate reality, what pastor? When one is blinded to what is seen with the eyes and has to see with the spirit and has to see with the soul is when accurate judgments are made. For a person's true self is not measured by looks or the shape of one's body or the color of one's skin, but by the content of one's character. And so I contend that Jacob had an affair with the essence of Leah all night long. He fell in love with her personality of a woman of worth. But in the morning, when he discovered that the image of the woman he thought he was with did not match or square off with what he saw in the light, and so he tried to deny reality. Reality was it was Leah and not Rachel. Reality was sight was overshadowed by the night of true sight. And so because reality stared him in the face in the morning in that he had a true love affair with the essence of a woman and not the appearance of a woman, he then developed a hatred for Leah. But when the Lord saw she was hated, the word of the Lord said he opened up her womb, trying to do everything she could do to gain the love of her husband Jacob. He comes to her. But there's still no love in this relationship. She's trying to do everything that she possibly can do Then finally, it comes to her mind. He has no son. I know what I can do. I'll bear him a son. This will bring us together. This will make him love me. Look at the names Leah chose for her children. She names her children based on the circumstances of her life. As a result, Reuben was born, which means see a son. For she said, surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Leah was proud of this baby. He was the firstborn. He was the firstborn son. This was a big deal, especially in this time and especially in this culture. She was sure this would elevate her position with her husband. She was sure he would love her now, but that doesn't seem to have happened. Nothing changed. There's still no love. It was still rejection. It was still loneliness. It was still hurt, and it was still pain. In another attempt to please him, she bare a son, and she called his name Simeon, which means God has heard me or hearing maybe now he will hear my cry she was trying to please something that could not be pleased she was trying to get the affections of something that would not be moved or not be stirred you would think after all of this surely something is about to happen Surely something is about to move. When Simeon came and hearing was loose, this has got to affect him. This has got to stir him. This has got to move him. But still there was a cold, empty feeling. But Leah was desperate and bare him another son. And she called His name, Levi, which means joined or attached. And she says, now this time will my husband be joined unto me because I have borne him three sons. Leah is no longer asking for Jacob's love as she did in verse 32, as she did with the previous birth of the sons. She now settles for attachment. Surely, at least my husband will feel somewhat connected to me now. But nothing changes. And nothing changes for Leah until there was a birth in her heart, until there was a birth in her spirit, a birth that changed her outlook, a birth that changed her effort. A birth that changed her direction. A birth that changed her focus. When Judah was born, and we know that Judah means praise. When Judah was born, hallelujah, she said, now I will praise the Lord. Praise cuts the ropes of despair. Praise unlocks the jail of depression. Praise sets our spirits free. How much more can we love our kids when we're loving, hallelujah, our God? How much more can we love others when we've been praising our God? We can't change our circumstances, but praise puts our circumstances in right perspective. Some have made up their minds during this crisis. Some have made up their minds, hallelujah, while in isolation. Some have made up their minds in their time alone with God, saying, I'm sick of it. Despite my problems and fears and discouragement, despite my shortcomings of what I should have been, despite my failed promises that I did not keep, despite my frustration and my failure, Despite my dreams being shattered Despite my painful past Despite my memories of abuse That are unwelcome intruders In the thoughts of my mind Despite hopes being destroyed On the battlefield of my enemy And despite my past troubles And my warfares And my battles And my storms And my valleys Now will I praise the Lord Leah's desire was unnoticed Her desire for love and praise from her husband only led to disappointment. But in the middle of that disappointment and in the middle of that situation, she made a decision to praise God. She made a decision, hallelujah, I will now praise the Lord. Judah was born. Praise was given birth. This time I will praise. Praise the Lord With the birth of her three sons Her attention was on God But it was always connected To her desire to be loved And praised by Jacob But this time There is nothing about Jacob This time it has nothing Of involvement with him This time we see her full attention On God This time is different She makes a decision to praise God Hallelujah She seems to recognize that to be loved by God was far greater than to be loved by a man. I'm sure she still wanted her husband's love, but she was content in the abundant love and blessing of God. She made her mind up. I'm gonna praise God no matter what. I've been, hallelujah, a beast of burden. Some of you have been a pack horse for many years. People have dumped on you. You've had to grit your teeth at times. You've had hallelujah, have never been able hallelujah, and allowed to develop Without stress and weight Because how deeply things Affected you I lost some stuff But I made it Hallelujah! I skinned my knees But I made it I had a bit back But I made it I lost a house I lost a car I'm not even lost hallelujah, some possessions But I made it And I'm stronger And I'm wiser And I'm better and somebody should praise God on that right there I'm stronger I'm wiser and I'm better and you know if it was not for the grace of God I wouldn't even be here today I'm gonna say that again you know that if it wasn't for the grace of God hallelujah you and I wouldn't even be here today but I've been through some stuff somebody praise the Lord I've been through some stuff I should have been gone I should have lost my mind but his grace hallelujah help me make it through and you need to lift your voice up today and tell the enemy I'm stronger and tell the devil I'm wiser and tell the enemy I've got a better understanding today. Hallelujah. Because God is a liberator. What are you talking about pastor? God is a liberator for David wrote in Psalms 27 he said the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I The Lord is the strength of my life Of whom shall I be afraid When the wicked Even my enemies and my foes Came upon me to eat my flesh They stumble and fell Though a host should encamp against me My heart shall not fear Though war shall rise against me In this will I be confident One thing I desired of the Lord That will I seek after That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You must reach the point where it is the Lord whom you desire. You must reach the point to where you know what? It doesn't matter about anything else. It's God who I desire. She couldn't help herself no matter how hard she tried, but God unleashed her. God set her free. God, her her. He wants you to believe him. I'm going to say that again. He wants you to believe him. He wants you to personalize the truth that you can do all things through him. You can do all things through him. God wants you to understand that if you can believe him, you can go from defeat to victory. If you can believe him, you can go from poverty to prosperity. Faith is more than just a fact. Faith is an action. Don't tell me you believe When your actions don't correspond With your conviction If your actions don't change You might still think you're tied When you finally understand That you are loose When you finally understand You've been set free When you finally understand That God has come And given you a miracle You will start behaving As if you were set free And free indeed The thing that moves God is faith. If you believe him, hallelujah, he will move in your life according to your faith and not according to your experience. And some that are watching today, you have been set free and you are free indeed. And you should take this moment and give God the craziest, the loudest praise that you can give him. You mean in my house? Yes. You mean right where I am? Yes. You should give God the greatest praise for you have been set free by the power and by the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to open your mouth right now and begin to speak deliverance. You need to open your mouth right now and speak Power. You're not defeated. You are a child of God. You're not defeated. You are a child of God. God's power brings all things under your feet. Believe Him for your household. Believe Him that God can deliver. Hallelujah! Believe Him that God can do it right now. Hallelujah! Right where you are. If you need God to do something, Hallelujah! You've been. You feel like you've been through what you've never been through in your life. You. You feel like you're here that, that, That you're in the place of isolation Trotting down You don't know what else to do Lift your voice up Give God a praise Call on the name of Jesus And I'm telling you right now If you believe him Hallelujah He'll deliver you right where you're at How can you say that today? Preacher, for this baby Judah, which means praise for this baby Judah, hallelujah, that she decided, you know what? Everything that's happened to me and everybody that's rejected me and everything that didn't want anything to do with me and everybody that's isolated me and everybody that didn't want anything to do with me. He said when Judah was was birthed, when praise was born, hallelujah, it changed everything. Why? Because this baby that she named Judah, out of this baby came the lineage of Jesus from this time of her life. When she determined to praise the Lord, hallelujah, she is now included in the lineage of Jesus Christ, the lion of the tribe of Judah. When she decided, hallelujah, now I'm going to praise the Lord. Something was birthed, the power of the birth, hallelujah of praise came into her life and now she's included in the lineage of Jesus Christ, the lion of the tribe of Judah. There is victory in your praise. Hallelujah, there's victory in your worship. There's victory when you decide you know what? Hallelujah, I've tried everything, but God is going to do something great. There's victory in your praise. This is where Leah should be. This is where she finds true fulfillment. This is where a determined mother says, Now I will praise the Lord. It's the birthing power of praise that opens doors that had not been opened. It's the birthing power of praise that makes a way where there has not been a way. It's the birthing power of praise that gives her the miracle that she so much desired. It's when she made up her mind, now will I praise the Lord. A determined mother a determined mother found the birthing power of praise and changed her life forever. On this Mother's Day that we celebrate, godly mothers, praying mothers, we celebrate you, determined mothers But if you're listening to me today and you wanna experience the birthing power of praise, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, if you would begin to lift your voice and just give God praise, In this last few moments of this service, if you would just begin to lift up your voice and begin to praise, no matter what's happening in your home, no matter who's around you, no matter what's going on, if you'll just praise God, because nothing else matters, if you'll just begin to praise Him, you'll feel the power, hallelujah, of God come and start to loosen things, open doors, make ways. You'll feel something enter into your home. Would you just take a moment and give God praise? Just for a moment, the birthing power of praise is going to deliver something. The birthing power of praise is going to open something. The birthing power of praise is going to make a way for somebody in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for what you're doing. Thank you, God, for everything that you're doing right now, Lord, in every home and every life. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining us us for our online services. Hallelujah. It makes it, Lord, so great when we know that you are on, online and we can feel the power of the presence of God as you're watching. We can feel, hallelujah, your worship and praise in your home and and we can feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Thank you for being with us. To all of our mothers today, again, a great happy Mother's Day, hallelujah. We are so proud of you. We thank God for you and we celebrate you today in Jesus' name. God bless.